everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad, here with Doug. Hey. Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of mm. the best-selling games ever that neither of us <laughs> has ever touched. We are one of the, yeah. like, three people who play games who have never touched Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, yeah. It's on PS Plus, one of the tiers. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so you kind of launched into it. You had it for this uh, PS Plus for, like, a trial thing. Launched into it. Loved it. Bought it. Yeah. And have played literally nothing else for, like, the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I tried it. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm fine. So, yeah. This, you have gone on and on, and I believe at one point you told me this is easily one of my top five favorite games of all time. So I'm very yeah. curious to get into <laughs> what, how it's a cowboy game. I, hmm. This is definitely one of my favorite games I've ever played. It was one I went in with like zero expectations. That's yep. why I was like, I was on PS Plus. I was like, oh, let's see what this little cowboy game is. Um, it is such, I think that the things, the, the two big things I think that kind of really caught on to me was one, it was a game like I've never played before. There is no game that is like Red Dead Redemption 2. I had gone in sort of expecting, oh, this is going to be Grand Theft Auto, but in the West. And it's just not that. Just to pause here really, just to pause here really quick. You never yeah. played Red Dead Redemption 1. No, that's true. Which that I true. did. You did not. Yeah. So, okay. So, again, yeah. like just, just setting the scene here. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's fair. But I my, my, my impression of it was that, oh, it was Grand Theft Auto, but with horses. And okay. I was like, oh, that's not what this game is at all. Um, and then the other thing that was that it kept showing me something new for the entire 60 or 60, 60-ish hours I played through it. Every single time I played, every te- every session I had was different than the last one. There was something new they were showing me. I was playing in a totally different way than I've been playing before. Um, and I think the story was just one of the most interesting stories ever told in a video game. And yeah. yeah. And I think it was just because, I think the thing that's kind of funny when God of War came out, I think I was even listening to the review we did. We talked a lot about, it's like, oh, it's so interesting. These two characters talking to each other, like the, the father and son and their dynamic. But Red Dead Redemption 2 just kind of completely blows that away. It's doing that sort of dynamic, but with like a cast of a dozen characters who are all unique and interesting and have their own points of view and have different character arcs throughout. And it's juggling all these different characters. Um, so, yeah. And it was just I think it was just just completely took me by surprise. It was just absolutely one of my favorite games I've, I've ever played. I, I was like. When I wasn't playing it, I was thinking about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's a sign of a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And and like, yeah, sorry, keep going. So let's let's try to talk gameplay because you said gameplay kept surprising you. And again, having played Red Dead Redemption 1, it really did just feel like, okay, like go to town, talk to people, do mission, come back. Ooh, rob a train. Okay, cool. That was fun. Okay, go assassinate this guy. Go get the... And it was just kind of this, okay, yep, this is just your GTA mission structure, open world yeah. basics that have kind of been here. So what's the change here? Like, where does this gameplay come in? Because, again, I played maybe the first yeah. know, two or three hours of this, which I think is basically the tutorial. And it was just kind of like, okay, this is what it is. I think the game is a really bad intro, I will say that. But, but moving on to the gameplay, I think because <laughs> the... F- there's like, the game is just running like a different thesis of what gameplay is. Um, they spend a lot. They spend so much time and effort into the simulation aspects of being a cowboy that I would just. I think that was the part that just kind of sets it apart from everything else. Is that like when you're playing Grand Theft Auto um, or let's just say like 
any game, like the actions you're doing, like you're just kind of like for let's say God of War, you're going around smashing people with an axe. You don't yep. need to worry about like what clothes you're wearing, except you know it gives you this boost. Um, but in Red Dead Redemption, it's just like everything you did was a little bit slower than you're used to. Um, so for example, like the act of hunting an animal. So you first have to you shoot the animal with a bow. You walk over to the animal. Then you then have to skin the animal. You can take just the car. You can take the skin, put it on your horse, and you can also go back and take the carcass. Then you put on your horse, and then you take that carcass and you drive into town, and then you drop it off at a local butcher, and that's how you hunt <laughs> and like that. And so, so yeah. So then, so the a big a, a big ask this game is making making of the player is to be into the act of role playing a cowboy or just a yeah. person from this era era. And if you're not into that, then it's just going to be an absolute no go. I was reading some impressions from other people and well, even you <laughs> who are just saying like, this game's boring. This game's boring as shit. And <laughs> not quite my me, exact words, but close. <laughs> sure. But to me, it's a role playing game. That's asking you like, you're not just, you're not just playing this character through the story. You're playing as a character in the setting who needs to who needs to live within the setting. So that means like you got to eat. That means you got to take care of your clothes. That means you got to. The one thing that I thought was super crazy that really blew my mind was that hair was like a maintenance thing. Um, so if you just let your if you like don't let's say you don't edit your character for a while, like they'll grow a beard and like the, the, like they'll grow stubble and then that stubble will grow into a beard and then they'll kind of look mangy. So you have to go to a barber and then you get different hairstyles depending on how much long your hair has grown out. So it's this maintenance thing. Um, so I think it was just that simulation aspect that was just like this game's just running on like a different wavelength than any other game I've played. And it was really fun because they had these sort of role playing aspects that you could really pick how you wanted Arthur not just to be in the story because there is sort of like a you know are you a good guy or are you a, a bad mm-hmm. guy yeah. um, but it kind of lets you figure out what he was like outside of those story sections so for example there's a side story where he has a sort of on again off again relationship with this woman you, you, when you meet her the first time they've already broken up you meet her a few times throughout the story and the thing that's always kind of interesting is like when you're meeting this character, you're kind of going on a date. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll shave. Like this is the part where the character <laughs> shaves. And then it kind of just never works out in the end with whatever after the side mission's over. It kind of just naturally doesn't work out because they're just two different people who really shouldn't be together. And I was like, okay, this is the part where my character grows his hair out. And it was just fun kind of like playing that sort of like this is this this is what the character would do. Like a character cleans up, pretends not to be a murderer and a, you know, this, this bandit guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yep. then, you know, it doesn't work out. And now I let the hair grow. And that's something that I was choosing to do. And like, oh, it was important to me, like what the character was wearing in certain sections, because it wouldn't make sense going into town that you'd wear the same thing that you were out in the desert. And I just really love that aspect. I think the, the, the world felt real enough where it felt like that was appropriate. Yeah. Like it didn't like the idea of killing people as random people in this game seems like insane to me. Um, just because the the towns are so well realized, there's like people building things, and then as you come back to that town, there you can watch them put up two by fours, nail the two by fours into place, go pick up another two by four, put that one above that one. It's like a seven hour animation that they that they have for these <laughs> characters. You could just sit there and watch them build a house. So there's just this aspect of this lived in simulation that I just really, really, really got into. Um, one of the other cool simulation aspects is every animal you hear is around you. So like think about any game you walk into a forest, like 
playbird.mp3. Yeah. But that very specific sparrow you were hearing, depending where you're listening, oh, that's coming from an actual physical sparrow that's in the environment. That weird bleeding noise of a, of a mountain goat or something. There is a mountain goat around you. There is a goose around you. Um, so... And then, like, when you're just, like, walking in a town, just slowly walking in a town and seeing people do all these different things, all these unique animations, it just feels like this, like, real world. And I think that's what drew me in first mm-hmm. to the point where, like, shooting people in this game was kind of my, like, my least favorite aspect. And I'd say, like, the thing that kind of broke that simulation for me. Um, but I just really loved it because I, I think it's just... I think just with any, I think it's just with any other game, it's so easy to butt up against the illusion yeah. And in this one, it's like you want to you're not you don't want to butt up with the illusion. You're actually like want to sort of partake within that mm-hmm. illusion. It's just like something I just never felt before in any game. Um period. So, so I just the idea of like, you know, I'm going to spend the day hunting. I was like, mm-hmm. that was a decision I made and I'm going to spend the next hour hunting. <laughs> it was just neat. So yeah. does that run into conflict when you actually do have to go out and do these missions where I'm guessing you have to like okay, we're going to go kill all these people in this town or yeah. we're going to go like, how do you how do you rationalize that? Because I know that's in a lot of games where it's like, okay, this is a character simulation, and I know the one the easy the easy pickoff is Uncharted, where it's like, oh yeah, Nathan Drake, yeah. this great guy who murders like billions mm-hmm. of people. How does that feel contextualized and rationalized because you are still this bandit, even though you're trying to be this nice normal cowboy who's just hunting and shaving? Yes, the story is so 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 well written that when you're doing something bad, it feels bad. The character is acknowledging this feels bad. What we're doing is 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 not good, and the the way they sort of justify the big the big story, which is kind of funny. This game's like 50, 60 hours long and it has this very very simple story. Um, you're in a gang that's on the run, and you're trying to raise enough money to essentially just escape the United States. The head of the gang has raised you since you were like twelve. Mm-hmm. So you had this like which the story gets into a lot of is your loyalty to this character is essentially like he is like has a stupid plan, but because he's essentially your father figure, you're going to go along with it. Um, And it's that sort of reluctancy and the change in loyalty. So when there's a plan to go, let's go rob a stagecoach and Arthur's like, why are we doing this? We actually have enough money. There's no reason for us to be doing this. Like he'll say it. Um, but he'll go along with it and it's justified because he has that loyalty, that character, he has that loyalty to this group and he does kind of believe in that mission. And also like you do have a, a good evil meter thing, Yep. but you're never so good. Like my character was perfectly good by the end, but just because Arthur, the character is not necessarily a good person. It never felt out of character when you're helping people. Cause like, so for example, if somebody's just out in the wilderness and needs help, then like, why why would he not help that person? Yeah. Like, wh- like just you just like just the character. Like, why would he not help that person? So it's like it's justified within that. But then when he's told to go on a bank robbery, but because he has this loyalty to to, to his father essentially, and he's supposed to help, he's like he really and they made you really care about the gang. So like you're mm-hmm. okay, you as the player and you as the character Arthur are okay doing these sort of grimy things. Um, but I really really did like how they made the shootouts feel bad. They felt like bad situations. <laughs> um, characters make stupid decisions. The characters are like certain, mm-hmm. like, and there's like, you have a cast of like 12 characters. When a character makes a stupid decision, you are like, that is a stupid decision. Um, Arthur will say, hey, I think this is a bad idea. Other characters will have like, hey, I also think this is a stupid idea. So it's neat. They get you in these fun, 
cool gameplay scenarios because of stupid decisions and it's all totally justified based on why the characters are doing that who's made the decision why they've made the decision um and i just think it's i think it's just it just never breaks that illusion so when Mm -hmm. it just over the 60 hours like when it just breaks a little bit like i think the one thing is the shooting you shoot too many people (laughs) yeah i mean if there's a shoot on a town there's like people it's a video game yeah, but if you're in a town, that's like all of a sudden, like the population is like tripled in the amount of people you shoot. It's really strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a town of like 30 people now has like 50 people to kill. And then you're like, I should never be able to come back to this town again. Um, yeah. But then you go back like an hour or two later and like, okay, it looks like not, you know, you like you didn't just kill everybody in town. I think with, that was the only time. Yeah. With this hard simulation feeling, then do they, do the characters in that town acknowledge those events or. S- sort of um i'll say sometimes they do sometimes they don't i'd say like most of the time they don't usually after like a really big because usually there's like big story stuff like you like you shoot up a town like you think mm-hmm. like every in the town would, would, would notice yeah. or remember this um there is sort of like a wanted system where like you can't go to those areas otherwise you'll be shot on site but it kind of like wavers a little bit from that as you get further in the game but there is a super interesting system that's, that's part of the simulation is that any character in the game, you can go up and uh, greet or antagonize. And what's really cool, so like think about like most like just most open world games, you pass by a by a random character and then like you'll bump them like a, Ugh, you yeah, bumped yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this one, like you can just like say howdy and then they say howdy back, or you can antagonize them. But it's really neat how they incorporate the system into like side missions. So for example. When I come up to meet a character and I greet them, that's how you usually start a side mission. Um, but they give you opportunities to antagonize in interesting ways. So, for example, if I'm out in the random world and like bandits come, you can have an option before you start shooting the bandits to antagonize them. Maybe you can scare them off. Maybe you just kind of play it cool and with like using your greeting thing instead of antagonizing them, and maybe it'll go away. Hmm. Um, so it's this really, really cool system. And like like some of the other neat things that greet and antagonize is that they it's super, super detailed. So for example, after I finish a side mission with somebody, you can just walk away. But if you greet them as you're walking away, they'll give like a formal goodbye based on the mission you just did. But that was totally optional. Like you just never would have heard that line if you just walked away. But like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just say, use this greet. And then they'll say, oh, thank you for helping on me on this specific thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's just really, it's so, it just feels like the most expensive game ever made just because of all <laughs> that stuff. So does this really all come down to, this is just a technical marvel more than anything else? Because uh, everything you're kind of hinting mm-hmm. at is like, okay, like the animation, the seven hour animation, these these different systems in place, the way that the hounds function, everything mm-hmm. like that. When you get down to like character story, all that, like you said, very simple story, like mm-hmm. it sounds like there's some relationships with these characters, but does it does it still have that character base in it? Like, is there, is there a story that's Mm. 60 hours long worth telling, or is it only compelling because these actions are taking so long? There's so much in this simulation, this role playing to do that. This story could have been cut down to, cause I think the first red dead was maybe 20 hours Mm -hmm. and you were pretty much in and out. Is there only that 20 hour story, but it's just longer because of all the, I don't want to say filler, but filler. No, because I think the story, like I was saying, the story. I think this has the best characters of any game I've ever played. Either I think this has like I think the the thing that's just in terms of personality about, and depth, or like what do you mean by that? Yeah. Just best oh characters. yeah, like like personality and depth, like just 
like I think like I was saying like God of War people are like oh man these characters are really great but like Red Dead has like 10 of those characters that are all that deep and it's just okay. because you get you get to spend so much time with those characters because the plot so example I was trying to figure out like how to talk about this game so if you think about JRPG that's like 60 hours long yeah there's a lot of plot that happens oh yeah yeah and and sometimes at the end of a JRPG, you wouldn't even necessarily your JRPG characters are changed. Just they went through things and things happened to them. If that makes sense, I understand. And, yeah. I don't play a lot of JRPGs, but like, <laughs> and, and yes, and the more Final basic, the more basic characters. Yeah, yeah, and the more basic ones, yes, your character is just same person who accomplished said goal and in the middle had some hardships. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So what this one is, instead, it has a very very simple plot of like literally we need to get money to escape America. And then just spends all of the rest of the time on just character arcs and okay. things that are happening. Um, so it is like a super in-depth character study. And it's really neat how the characters ping off each other, especially when bad decisions happen, when characters start dying. Um, I mean, it's not it's not a spoiler necessarily, but like, you know, Red Dead Redemption 1 is John Marston yep. killing the gang that you are a part of in Red Dead 2. And Red Dead 2 plays like a sequel. Because this is actually uh, a prequel. prequel to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's really neat with, like, John Marston. He's just another character in the camp for, like, 70% of the game. And you're trying to figure out, it's like, well, what? Well, th- he's not even that important. He's just another person <laughs> here. Um, it's just really neat how they were just, like, able... They, they were able to spend so much time of not talking about John Marston that, like, when they start talking about it near the end, it's like, okay, this feels deserved. This feels earned. Um, all the character arcs, all the, the characters, like, you slowly get to meet them like as you meet them and kind of understand their quirks and it's they really set up a story throughout that you just know it's going to end bad like red dead one you know it ended bad you know they, the gang broke up in some way you know that there's yeah. certain people who are alive and there's people who clearly died so the story is just barely you can just feel it like creeping towards this like <laughs> like this cliff you see the cliff you see all the reasons why these characters are going to have falling out. You see the you see the little seeds at the beginning of like the little seeds of conflict and like okay how are you and then you're just watching those seeds of conflict sprout and like why characters are are doing these things why um, you know why is Dutch the main bad guy in Red Dead One and he's like actually kind of a amicable sweet <laughs> bank robber guy <laughs> yeah um, so it's just really really neat seeing the story crawl along towards that cliff edge only for all the characters to fall off at the end um or you know throughout as as it and it's just it's just interesting seeing a game that's just i just haven't i just i don't know there's just so many weird things with the story because you just know how it's going to end you know it's going to end poorly for everybody so there's just so much foreshadowing throughout of why it's going to end poorly and like this you know yeah sorry do you know like what what led you to believe that it's going to end poorly just because you know Red Dead 1 because you didn't play Red Dead 1 so I guess that's yeah. why I'm guessing like somebody from your perspective like you wouldn't necessarily have that background outside of just mm-hmm. some common knowledge about Red Dead 1 which is oh yeah I play as John Marston because I think yeah in my mind it's like okay if I didn't know Red Dead 1 like what the case was and didn't know some of these names and places and people I would go mm-hmm. oh John Marston okay that's the guy from the first game okay interesting I'll bet by the end he's important I wouldn't necessarily yeah. have this feeling of longing of like what's going to terrorize these characters like oh I know this is going bad is there some like is it yeah. beating you over the head with that or is it just like that intuition of like ooh you shouldn't have done it's, that It's 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 the intuition and like the the story is smart enough to play it cool but kind of 
just acknowledge that like, hey, you know, this character has, well, first of all, the whole, the whole, the whole game starts on this bad thing that happened that you, they never explain. Like, yes, you, that pissed me off left... for the couple hours I played. The, it was, it, was it a boat or a train? I don't remember what it was. It was something it was, like There's that. some sort of train thing, yeah. a boat thing that happened. You don't know what happened. People fucked up bad. And it's like, literally the first two hours is like, but remember yeah. the boat? Oh, do you see what he did on the boat? And I'm just like, I just remember yeah. sitting there going like, can we just, can you at least give me some idea of what this boat is? <laughs> <laughs> and I never learned, I never learned what happened on that boat, but it, it's just neat. Cause they set they set up this thing of basically like your leader did something bad on the boat. Yeah. People, some people won't talk about it. I never, I never found out what happened on the boat. I'm sure I can Google it. It's like, well, if you do this side story and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so it just immediately starts off like this is a bad situation. We're on a bad situation. Your leader fucked up. Somebody probably told somebody something, and that's why it got so bad the way it did. So there's this immediate just it just kind of kicks off of like there's there's some turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting when you hear about these people's like kind of like lofty goals of like what they see for the gang of you know oh yeah we're gonna go to tahiti i mean maybe we'll go to mexico but no we we go to chicago we could go to new york we all go to new york and like you can just feel that like that sort of like lack of a goal and that kind of like how well how much money do we need to do this it's like well dutch come on how how, when 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 can we call it quits and it's that sort of like addiction to the lifestyle and oh okay cool and like wanting to and like you know we're on the run from the guys, but we, we always got out of this guys. Like, don't worry. Like we always prevailed, but then there's this whole, like kind of in the background, they talk about a lot is that society is sort of moving to less lawlessness because of, I guess during that time period, there's a lot more federal agents because like they had now basically done like a federal bounty system that was like actually ca- causing issues for this like ragtag <laughs> gang. Um, but it's just how the, it's just how it's just like the more you learn about the characters, you can see just more like how where these conflicts are coming from and mm-hmm. ways that it potentially could end bad. So it's just you get to spend so much time with these characters. I was thinking of like the other game I was played recently, Persona Five, where you spend a lot of time with the characters and get yeah. to know them. Um, but these characters, I think the length of the game gives it gives it a realistic time for them to have change of hearts, to yep. have downfalls, to have successes and have those things break apart and there's like maybe four or five arcs in this game like full arcs of what of of you know of these characters of certain things happening Mm -hmm. so it's just that it's just it's just the 60 hours of really amazing amazing characters to the point where i want to play all the side missions because just seeing that seeing arthur interact with side characters was interesting and the way they did side missions was you don't go to an assassination mission you just go to meet this guy you don't know what's going to happen during this mission. You just know this guy's a little quirky. So, oh. yeah. Does that... Does that... I like... Especially if it's a side mission, I like knowing what I'm getting yeah. into. Does that feel a little funky? Like, just walking over and I'm like, oh, hey, what are you going to do? And it's like, oh, this is a horse race. Or this is a this is a go kill the guy. Or this is a... Whatever. I don't yeah. know what the side missions are. But you get what I'm saying? Like, does that feel weird? Not like... Because a normal open world is going to say, assassination, colon, blank. Yeah. Horse race at blank. Like, it's not just going to be like, go talk to Steve. Yes. And then, yeah, it's just go talk to Steve. And so, for example, I will spoil a side mission. Ah. Um, there's this photographer guy you meet who's trying to take pictures of animals. So the first time you meet him, he's on set by wolves. You have to shoot the wolves. And he's like, oh, thank you, sir, for saving me. And the next time you meet him, and he's like trying to get a picture of a horse. Okay. And 
So what they do, it's like, oh, well, I'm trying to get a picture of the wild horse. Can you go take your horse over and then maybe scare it out of the bushes? So you're like, you're, you're chasing the horse so you can in front of his camera to get a good picture. So it's this, it's, I'm not shooting anything. I'm using my horse to use this neat herding system. Yeah. And then the next time I meet him, he wants to take pictures of crocodiles. And then I'm, I'm on a boat and I'm like sitting there trying to get him close to the crocodiles and trying to like scare the crocodiles out of the bushes. Um, and then finally, like when you finally talk to him, you just like the last mission you have with him is just a talk with him. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's like a little two minute scene of just talking with him. So it's neat. And so like when you're going to a side mission, it's not like, oh, I want to go to an assassination. It's like, I just want to see what this character is up to because the character, all the side mission characters are so interesting. Um, and towards the finale, they bring in some of the conclusions of the side missions into the logic of what happens during the final missions okay. of like why Arthur is doing this. Um he has this really, really great conversation with one of the characters and it's like his justification for what he does in the finale. And I was just like, this makes so much sense that like, I don't know what, what this game is even without that side mission. Um, because it's played such a big role Mm -hmm. into what I felt Arthur was as a character near the end. Um, So, so do you know enough about the characters, the side characters to have some direction as to what their mission would be? Like, obviously you need to stay with as a photographer. So did you assume that it would be something with that? Like, do you have that background knowledge of these characters before you talk with them that kind of leads you to thinking what these side missions might be? uh, You meet them first and like, you don't know, you have no idea what you're walking into when you first meet them. And then you kind of get a good idea of like, okay, okay, is this like a, is this like a serious side mission? Is this kind of like a goofy one? There's like one or there's like one or two silly side missions, but the game's like plays it very straight. It is, it is like funny. It's like a funny game, but funny and like natural speaking dialogue. And like the humor comes from the universe, not because it's like, here's some goofy shit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's not Yakuza. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, It's not, there's like one Yakuza like goofy ass mission, maybe two. Um, but it's these very just like understated sort of like, well, let's just go see what they're up to. It's like, oh, okay, that's what they're dealing with. Okay, yeah. I'll go see them again. And um, yeah, it does this other really cool thing that I, I would call micro missions. When you're walking, when you're running around in the main world, things will just happen to you. Like you'll get onset by bandits and it's no longer a side mission. It's like, I need to deal with the situation now. So for example, if you get held by bandits, that's when you're like, okay, do I antagonize these guys? Do I just try to run away? What's yep. this? It's no longer an optional side mission. It's the thing that happens. Or like one of the fun ones is um, I was going by a chain gang and I saw the chain gang murder their, um, like the, the marshals they're yep. with. And then I'm like, this is none of my business. <laughs> like in my head, it's like, <laughs> what if I just don't do anything? Like doing nothing is an option. And they steal the guns from the from the marshals yeah. they look at me and they say this is none of your business and i was like you're right i didn't i yes, didn't do sir. anything and then they just, <laughs> they just ran off into the woods and i was like it was so cool because i just have there's whenever you think of side missions in a game it's like are you going to take on this side mission but the thing i like the red dead does like this is happening to you right now and they have a they have like 50 of those like things that are happening are, right now and they're all different yeah are you f- are you forced into those? Because, like, Spider-Man does that. Like, Spider-Man has the, like, you're swinging through the city and this guy's robbing a car, but eh, there's a hundred people robbing a car, no big deal. Does it feel more impactful yeah. than that? Oh, yeah, because because I think with Spider- Actually, I think about Spider-Man specifically. I'm glad you, glad you brought that up. Because every time in Spider-Man, it's a guy's car is getting robbed, and then you do the exact same stopping yeah. the car animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But in this one, it's just like, it's totally different scenarios. Like, okay, one was the, the Chang Gang one. One's a guy who comes out of the woods and he's like, he's just, um, oh, he's like, oh, mister, I need a ride. And it's like the middle of the night. Cause the, if it's at night or during the day that those little side things change. And I was like, I don't know. This feels weird. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> just going to keep going by. He's like, oh, well, that's what you think, mister. And he grabs me off my horse, steals my horse and starts running away. And like, luckily I shot him. I was like, I don't know what would have happened if I lost my, I would have been totally screwed because I was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so they're way more impactful because they're all total. That's, that's the thing where like the budget of this game just feels insane Yeah. because I just did 50 different micro mission things of all these totally different scenarios where you're using different mechanics and sometimes they're not shooting. Sometimes just like meeting a random person. Um, sometimes they'll like take you on like to like a very specific location. that was just for that little micro mission, like a little shack that's off here. And then you come upon like a, a murder or something. It's mm-hmm. really, really crazy. So yeah, they felt, they all felt like way. So there's like a fast travel system I didn't use. Cause I was like, I wonder what I'm going to run into on along the way to get in Oof. there. Um, yeah, I know. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot of riding. It's really slow. And if you're just not into that role playing, then you're just not you're not going to like it. But it was just, which just, I think, I think I it's always the, like out of war one. I then that's the thing I'm always confused. But I think that's always the thing that gets to me is with this is that it's sold so hard as like yeah, it's Grand Theft Auto in the West, which is even yeah. where we started with, and yeah. just after hearing you and just I mean it's been out for a few years, so just hearing other people talk about it, that's far farthest from. Yeah. of the relevant example of what this could be because it is so hardcore and that simulation stuff. So ultimately greatest game ever. I, th- I mean, it's, it's, it's up there and it feels so adult too, which was nice. It just felt <laughs> like I was playing a grown up video game that was really, really well made. <laughs> no, no pandering. No, none of that. No, nothing. Just no, you're an adult. You know how to handle this. Be, yeah and like I, the way they handle adult topics is is fine it's not like titulating or anything like that it's usually like kind of grimy and weird and then just like no, very natural to be honest like if you come upon a situation that's like fantasy sexy it's like oh that's great but if you see that like in real life like actually this is not this is not a great situation for <laughs> anybody involved or fantasy violence and this is like actually yeah. violence is maybe not super cool so yeah it just it was cool it just felt like reading a book it felt like reading a really it felt nice like book, reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My the greatest video game of all time is like reading a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, okay. We are work. We are we are workforce gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at workforce gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we will see you later. Bye.